0: We're here talking with Angie Payne, a world-class climber and photographer, in between amateur and professional (laughs) photographers, how you classify yourself. Yeah, I think so. Right?
1: Yeah, I don't know how to classify myself yet. That's
0: fair. And so that kind of leads into a question that my friend actually had for you when I mentioned that I was going to be doing this podcast with you. Yeah. Because she's just starting to get into photography herself, and she... Wanted to know, like, how did you promote and market yourself as a new photographer? And, like, did that lead to, like, feelings of vulnerability?
1: Right. So, it's interesting for me because my path was through climbing. So, like, my path into photography was through climbing. So, that's what... It's kind of like what I was talking about with my Instagram. Like, me as a climber sort of helped me segue into me as a photographer. Mm -hmm. So, I slowly introduced photography into you know the climbing audience that i already had and and then sort of kind of got them comfortable with this idea of like look i'm not just a climber i do this other thing too i do too. other things too <laughs> so that made it more comfortable for me to feel i mean i felt slightly more comfortable in this new world because of that and because i had been around photographers on trips and you know on the athlete side of the camera but i knew enough people that it wasn't completely foreign and so I helped myself get comfortable with it that way. But I think there's still days when I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a completely different world." Mm-hmm. And when I get outside of climbing photography, especially in adventure photography, yeah, like I, I still feel uncomfortable in that world, which is why I hesitate to say like, "Yes, I'm a professional photographer," mm-hmm. just because there's still so much that I have to learn. And as soon as I step outside of that, like world that's tied to climbing you know anything climbing related with photography I still feel that comfort of climbing but when I get a little bit further outside of that I feel very vulnerable
0: still so So, really you just started putting your work out there yeah in doses yeah I did people to it maybe maybe acclimate yourself to it more than even yeah I think that's what it was it was
1: really just me getting comfortable with the idea of look, I'm not just going to be a climber. Like, my identity is going to be something else now, too. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be Angie Payne the climber. It's going to be Angie Payne who climbs and takes photos. And I think, yeah, I think it's me. It it took me getting comfortable with it more than anybody else because other people are just always psyched, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, cool, you're doing this other thing? Well, that's neat. You should show people what you're doing, you know? And so once I got more comfortable with that, like, sort of – I'm not moving on from climbing, but I'm just adding more into my life. Um, but it definitely takes some some gutsiness, I guess. I don't think I'm gutsy, but I had there was a point where I had to be like, all right, I'm just going to put myself out there. And that took a little bit of... Uh, it felt a little bit like a leap of faith. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Because at the time, I still had a full-time job in the climbing industry, so I was working as a sponsored climber, but also working for uh, USA Climbing, the national governing body of climbing. So my whole life was climbing, and I had that job. But when I left that job, then it was just professional climbing and photography. So that felt like a huge step of, oh, my God, I'm leaving this. The safety safety of this job, and I'm going into something that I'm going to have to create my own structure again. It's so funny that, that you... That st- was scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I, some I days it's still it. really scary, but... Um, you just got to do it. You just got to do it, I think. And I mean, I've had a lot of encouragement and a lot of good resources, which has been really helpful. And I think some of the time, there's that's what's kept me going, is these other people just saying, you, you sort of have to stumble your way through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I know that, but I don't remember learning to climb very well. So I don't remember the failure and the failure and the failure of like being a beginner and this is reminding me what being a beginner you know was like and being new to a world is somewhat overwhelming sometimes
0: photography is a tough world to make the jump into as well because yeah. there's like <laughs> it feels like it there's you know at at the one one side of it it's supremely accessible with phones and yeah you know camera is becoming more available and cheaper. But then on the other side of it, to make the jump from like your typical photo that you would take with your friends to something more than that, I think is more than most people realize the second that you start thinking of it as photography and not just taking a photo is that distinction is a big jump.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that I did ease myself into that part of it. I mean, it's sometimes I still think it sounds ridiculous, but I did ease myself into that with my iPhone stuff because I was and only doing shooting, it, iPhone, only right? shooting yeah. iPhone, but I was take I was taking it really seriously. Honestly, like I spent a lot of time when I was out climbing, um, taking photos with my iPhone and that became a motivating factor for me to start or to keep going outside climbing was I wanted to take more photos and I was really serious about my Instagram, you know, like. It meant a lot to me to take these photos and to play with them and share them, and that was I took it pretty seriously, even though it was just an iPhone. Um, yeah, it, it I mean, was even so the photos me, that you, you know? well, yeah, the yeah, photos so. that you
0: were, you know, creating back then were still. I don't think most people would know yeah, that those were just I, I don't iPhone think people photos. Know. Yeah, and maybe that's because you cared so much I about didn't it. Care so much about? I did because I it did. wouldn't like to the especially to the untrained eye. It even to you know the train diets, they were really impressive photos. And then when you found out they were taken on a, what was it? Is it? Was it an iPhone 4?
1: Uh, I started on a 4 and then a 4S and then a 5S.
0: Yeah, so you never yeah. even were at the level of like an iPhone not 7. Not really, no. Which no, is, I just got an
1: iPhone 7 like when I started using my, posting my real camera yeah. photos. Like that was right around the time I got the iPhone 7. So the constraints
0: so, of that yeah. camera, I mean, it's a fantastic camera, but it's not easy to produce images <laughs> right. that look like right.
1: that and that's where i mean that was the motivating factor to eventually i mean it was it's it sounds silly but it was a big deal for me to start posting photos that weren't iphone photos just mm-hmm. because i had put that rule in you know on myself for so long like no i can do this i can do a lot with an iphone and i want to keep proving that to myself and to other people and once i realized that it was really holding me back mm-hmm. like i had already gotten further than that and i had Learned how to use my camera and I was further along, but I wasn't sharing any of the camera photos I was only sharing the iPhone photos still and I realized it was really It was kind of keeping me Stuck in that mode I'm sure and I was making myself like I have to use my iPhone. Oh my gosh (laughs) Whereas it used to be like, oh my god, I have to use my my Canon. That's scary and intimidating I'm just gonna use my iPhone, but once I was really using my camera Then I realized, like, I'm producing a lot of images and I don't have anywhere to put them. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to share them. So that's when I finally switched. But it's still, it really was good for me to only have the iPhone at first because I had to learn about how much you can do with light and composition.
0: Yeah, there's no, like, you can only do so much with an iPhone photo. Exactly, you can only do so much
1: (laughs) with an iPhone photo. Well, and the other thing was I was only editing them on my phone too.
0: Were you using Snapseed? I was using Snapseed
1: so like you can only do so much with Snapseed right and an Instagram filter and things like that and like Instagram got more powerful so then Mm. you could edit a lot with Instagram but I was still using Snapseed and uh yeah I mean I have a blast with it still when I take iPhone photos I still have fun doing it but I just realized that there are Some seriously limiting factors with the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to go second shooting. Yeah, like I finally realized, like, oh, I know how to use this really powerful camera well enough now that I can do a lot better with the camera than I did with my iPhone. But there was a time when I felt like I just take better photos with my iPhone because my iPhone knows what it's
0: doing. No, yeah, the second the second you turn (laughs) you know auto mode off. There's another jump of learning that needs to take place, even if you know the shot that you want to take and you have that eye for it.
1: Yeah. You had to figure out how to make your camera do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a very that was a really scary process for me. But I did have people who really knew what they're doing. um, Tell me, like, don't be intimidated by the equipment. Don't be intimidated by the equipment. Just get a camera in your hands and start using it. Just do it. And so. I took the recommendation of some professional photographers that I know, and they told me to get a 6D. And at first I felt like, oh, my God, this is too much camera for me. I didn't know what to do with it. But Mm -hmm. in the end, like that was a good thing that they told me. And I grew into it. Yeah, I grew into that, and then I upgraded from there. But at first it was just incredibly overwhelming. Like I didn't even know where to start. And the, the, you know, like, oh, what kind of lenses do you have? the And at the at first that was like, I don't know. I just yeah. have lenses, you know, like.
0: You thought you could just buy a camera. And yeah, you I was like, do do, how do I need to be, be able to tell everybody filters. all this stuff?
1: But obviously I grew into that and like realized, okay, the, the equipment is important, but I still have the mentality, like, I did a lot of things with an iPhone. And so I still like that idea of like, you can do a lot with a little. Absolutely. If you know, you know, like if you have the eye that you, for the photo you want to take, like you can, you can make your equipment go pretty far.
0: And those standards that you set for yourself, yeah, I think probably helped along that journey because it forced you to figure out how to take great photos, even with an iPhone. Right. Yeah. And cause I'm you sure have your standards for yourself lot, right? were way higher than other people's standards were for your photos. Yeah,
1: they were, and I, I mean, that's just how I am i'm sure it's in the general, same way with climbing yeah and climbing exactly and that comes from you know the same mentality in climbing i'm always just really hard on myself and that's that doesn't i mean just because i'm getting into photography now doesn't mean that that changes <laughs> i'm no, always yeah, gonna be <laughs> it's always gonna your yeah, or be yeah that person yeah
0: as successful as you were right. climbing I mean, so i
1: think like coming back to the the professional amateur thing it's I've always compared myself sort of along those lines. Like I've always compared myself to the best photographers that I've been around, you know, like as an athlete, I've worked with photographers who know what they're doing and who are pretty accomplished, especially in the climbing community. Yeah. in the climbing climbing
0: communities are very close, more so than really than any other sport I can think of. Yeah. There's like
1: definitely a lot of overlap and a lot of really great photographers who started in climbing photography, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they kind of grew from there. So I was always comparing myself to that. And so that's why like a professional photographer it, to me is like the people who have reached that the top, pinnacle. you know, yeah. I'm like, well, that's a professional. So there's no way I'm a professional because I started taking, I just started on my iPhone, you know, <laughs> like that's not very professional, but, um, the more, but I, I mean, I am making a living now from between climbing and photography. Those are the things I do. So I don't have another job right now.
0: So yeah. Well, that's great.
1: There's days when it's like pretty scary, but.
0: So what was what was the hardest lesson that you learned on your path to get from iPhone photography oh, to starting to make a living with photography? What was like one of those things that stuck out to like, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I was an idiot before <laughs> I learned that lesson.
1: Um, I mean, there were a lot of like little lessons, but it's kind of the same lessons that I've learned in climbing and I'm just relearning them through photography, I think. Um, just, you just have to be willing to fail. I mean, climbing is like 99% failure. Mm-hmm. And I think photography for me has been the same way. I mean, I take so many photos that nobody will ever see that Absolutely. are total failures in my, you know, like complete failure. Um, but the more that I've done that, the, you know, it's just practice, just practice and practice and practice. And that's especially bouldering as a form of climbing is just, you're hitting the ground all the time. You're yeah. falling like more than 99% of the time you're falling. So that lesson I learned pretty early in climbing but I'm I'm having to relearn it. <laughs> I'm relearning yeah. it in photography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being reminded that like every single time I go out and shoot there's something that I'm like that I learn a lesson every single time, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the first times that I used my 6D I had the I was shooting inside in a pretty dark climbing gym and it was like the first time that a magazine a climbing magazine needed some photos for this like technique piece online now everybody's gonna like go look it up and i'm gonna be so embarrassed (laughs) put on blast it was like horrible um so it's just like a couple little photos of someone climbing in a climbing gym and Mm -hmm. they were gonna put it on this little page you know this little piece of the magazine on the internet but it was a big deal for me it's like oh i have to take photos for like a thing and i look back at him and like i just had it on I think I just must have had it on auto ISO or even worse than auto ISO. I had it on some insanely high ISO. So they are like horrible photos. And I look, and, and I remember looking at them when they came out and I was like, these look really not sharp. I don't know what's going on, you know, but I like made them as good as I could. And then later realized like, Oh my God, I didn't, I, I don't even know what my settings were for that whole entire thing. But now I shoot in the same gym for these kids climbing camps. Mm-hmm. And I like finally have learned how to take the photos, uh-huh. but I still, every once in a while, I look at those photos for the first time, like, oh my God. Well, once you, at make least I've mis- learned something <laughs> yeah. from, since then. Like, once
0: you make a mistake like that, you will make it again. You will not make it again. Why do yeah. all my photos yeah, look like they were taken on an old roll of film? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh,
1: these are really horrible. Yeah, and I mean, there's other funny lessons along the way. Like, I had a, um, I think that for a while, I had like, an ND filter on my camera and I was just using it like as I I got sick of taking it off when I didn't need it so I just left it on there and then I was out shooting with Keith one time like on some climbing, I was, it was for a climbing shoot Uh but I took my camera out and he's like why do you have that on there? (laughs) I was like oh I just, I just was protecting my (laughs) lens he's like you should definitely take that off (laughs) okay cool I will (laughs) but I like looked at my photos and I was like wow these look a lot better (laughs) without that thing on there (laughs) And I mean, I do stuff like that all the time. Still, it's just like every day there's something like that where I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm an idiot. How did I not learn that sooner?" But the thing that gave me confidence to like make those mistakes basically was that I talked to another friend, photographer friend, who started as a climbing photographer, and I was like, "So did you like go to school or what was your background?" And he told me his background, and he was basically started shooting on like this tiny little like three megapixel point and shoot mm-hmm. and then went from there and his stories of failure are like pretty hilarious same thing you know like somebody called him was like we want to print that in the magazine and we need a bigger file and he's like oh that's the biggest <laughs> file <laughs> <I
0: didn't, laughs> that's as
1: big as it goes yeah. actually just like i didn't even know what they were talking
0: I about i didn't compress <laughs> that one that like, one was straight out that of the was camera. It.
1: i just gave it to you yeah so hearing stories like that like the people who i look at as very successful now in photography that they came from places like that is I I remind myself of that when I'm out fumbling around and oh, trying yeah, everybody to learn, trying to learn something new. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? Everybody then, has those you know, moments for sure. And then I remember like that even the people who are the best at it started somewhere. Like yep. you got to start somewhere and you're not going to get anywhere if you don't put yourself out there. So
0: it's funny to me yeah. that you don't remember learning to climb. Maybe that's because you started so young. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I have vague memories, but I mean, I was 11. I, I guess the part that I don't remember is the failing part because I was just pretty good at, I mean, kids are pretty naturally good at climbing mm-hmm. and I was pretty good at it. And it was the first sport that I had actually been good at. So all that I really remember about learning was that I took to it naturally. And so I just remember that. I don't remember like the failing, you know?
0: And, yeah. Well, but I mean, so you climbed... The automator, is that what it was called? Yeah, the automator. And what was that? What was the grade on
1: uh V thirteen.
0: Okay. And you were the first woman certified to climb that grade. Yeah,
1: it was the first like ascent of a confirmed V thirteen by a woman.
0: So So you had to have how long did that take?
1: Um, oh my gosh. I mean Oh, that took me seven days to do that boulder problem, but I didn't do that until I had been climbing for more than I think it was probably like 15 years, okay. around 12 or 15 years. So, it was like a lot of years of...
0: So, you were working on that problem for seven days. Seven days, yeah. So, so what's your definition of failure then? Because I think most people would like go, and I'm not even talking about climbing, something like that, but just go and like their definition of failure would be every time that they fell and off they fall, prior to right? them actually completing it. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like how you view it. If you don't right. remember failure climbing, yet yeah, you yeah. say you fall 99% of the time. Like Yeah,
1: I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, like a real failure, there's not very many days. So so let's back up. The automator, it took me seven days, but there was another problem that I tried for sixty days. Like okay. more than sixty days. So wow. I've spent a lot of time on certain boulder yeah. problems. So for me, yeah, every time I'm falling could be looked at as a failure, but I would approach the day as like i'm gonna try to learn one thing in this session if i learn one thing like one new subtlety about Mm -hmm. a foot or hand or where i put my hips or anything like if i can figure out one subtlety then that can be considered a success like the day was a success there's days where you go out climbing and you don't do as well on the moves as you did the day before and that's really discouraging but on those days i would look at okay but I figured out this little refinement of this one little move that will make it easier in the long run so I think I learned to have that mindset and that's Mm -hmm. been helpful I mean I still go out and make mistakes all the time when I'm shooting photos like
0: I think it just stings more when you're a beginner you know yeah (laughs) yeah whether it's climbing or like even especially with photography when you make the mistake like leaving the filter on yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and you don't even eye, know that, like you're yeah, doing it. You're wrong. doing I mean, anything, you're like, and then when you're you're told, you're like, "Wow, yeah, like, yeah, like it's a oh. complete mind shift." Whereas right. when you're at the upper end, like it feels more like tweaks than like getting slapped across the face. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of I, there's still a lot of days when I'm like, I feel pretty beat down by it. I feel like I'm just messing it all up, you know. Like, um
0: well, it's very tough too when yeah. you like don't get that immediate satisfaction, especially with like you know, editing photos and not yep. knowing exactly what you're going to be able to do with them until you kind of start to play around with them. Yep. You know, if you're climbing, you get that immediate satisfaction of completing something or learning it, but you can feel like, at least for me, you feel really satisfied with shooting something and then get home and like actually <laughs> upload the SD card and you're like, like, oh like, my oh God, no. what was, like, what was I why did I feel so, <laughs> like, I thought no, these were going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then, but on the, on the flip side, there's days when I go out and I'm like, those are horrible. Like I didn't get anything. And I look back and I actually do yeah, get no. something. So I still try. I mean, I don't really think of myself as a, as a super optimistic person, but I think when I look back at the way I approach climbing, I'm I'm just stubborn really. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not optimistic, but I'm stubborn. So I'll keep failing at it as long as I need to fail at it yeah. to finally succeed in a way that i want to so i'm still failing all the time and i'm like still at the pretty early stages of my photography journey i think so there will be plenty of failures to come there always is yeah they'll 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 keep happening it's just like how what's it going to be next you know like what lesson am i going to learn today so every day i go out and i'm like all right what did you mess up last time? Don't mess that up this time, and then I end up messing up something else. Yeah. In the process of that. I mean, I've dropped hard drives off of uh, balconies <laughs> and stuff. Like I was at, thats actually a great story. I was at a workshop last fall, and we had talked about in the workshop that day, like. You know, the importance of, okay, backing your stuff up and then keeping the hard drives in different places. Like if you're traveling, keep the external hard drives in different places, whatever. We had this whole conversation about it. I went back to the hotel that night and of course I had put my primary hard drive and my backup hard drive in the same case. And then as I put my bag down, I heard something three stories down lower like crash on the ground, and I like my heart sank. It's like, oh my god, that's every photo I've taken on this trip. And both of the hard drives are down on the ground now, like three stories below. Yeah, so I won the award for like stupidest mistake and they gave me a free external hard drive because <laughs> i had to go and obviously the next day i went in and i had to tell the whole class because i was yeah. like this is so, so embarrassing I my Hard drives off balcony. yeah after we talked about it i went and dropped about ba- dropped the hard drives like off the balcony so wanted to test their cool. durability good idea yeah <laughs> so just i make all the mistakes still all the time and i, I guess i just kind of wish i mean i think people did tell me that but it's like a lesson you have to learn yourself that like
0: oh, at some point you just it, yeah. have to
1: like you just have to start doing it, you know? Yeah. Like you're not going to be great at it at first and you're, you're probably still not going to be great at it after a while, but like there's small progress along the way. yeah
0: so, you got to try.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I look back at those like older photos and remember like, okay, I've improved.
0: So So there was a period there where you were climbing working for USA Climbing. Yep and working on photography.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and at the same time I decided to take up running. Mm-hmm. So I was running like 36 miles a week and I was working it's not a full-time a trivial job. Amount. Yeah. No, and like working a full-time job and cl- and trying to climb at a high level still. Um and also trying to get into photography. So sort it... of a hectic time.
0: So yeah. do you think that you took a step back? You 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 stopped with the USA climbing?
1: I did, yeah. I dropped that.
0: Was that just because you felt, or do you still run? Did you take that down as well?
1: I took the running down. Yeah. Well, once I.
0: Did you just feel overextended?
1: Yeah. Once I left the job, I wasn't really happy doing the job I was doing. Yeah. Um. So once I left that, I actually didn't feel the need to run as much. <laughs> like I wasn't as stressed, so I didn't run as much. Um. And then I was able to kind of like focus back on climbing and and then focus a lot more on photography so i had a lot more time but i'm still kind of splitting splitting i feel like i'm splitting my time sometimes still um i've made a pretty serious effort to focus on photography mm-hmm. more than climbing but i still climb like three to five days a week and um, i'm still a sponsored climber so there's still I feel that i still need to still climb some at a certain level yeah 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 That's... i don't want to like
0: and I assume you weren't like trivial about off. your running either. I might no. be wrong, but no. I <laughs> imagine that you were like very no. hard on yourself. Yeah, my I'm personality the same way. Like, type it's not is like not no, yeah. There's no like good, just you know like I can go for a run, but I can't just go for a run every no. day. I need I to see to some like, sort of like improvement i oh, yeah. need progress oh yeah i, need I to had to like doing something. i had to
1: keep getting faster and like then i had to go to my friend who runs iron mans and say like okay what's like a good challenge like what should i try to like accomplish and i i mostly ran, climbing
0: photography a yeah, job and running wasn't enough, of enough. yeah
1: <laughs> so i was like you know he's like we'll try to do whatever i mean he gave me some challenge so i worked on that for a couple weeks and then i did that and then of course i just drove myself into the ground i mean yeah. i was it was way too much and that's typically what i do is like i overextend and then i realize like whoa you need to chill and i pull back so i finally got to like the good place there but i have a problem with finding that balance <laughs> yeah always, i, I like, get distracted on oh, one lots of or things. the other you know i want to do lots yeah. of things and i have yeah
0: like even if it's a small number like four things yeah. but i get very into them all Right. And then yeah, I want to do I'm them all very at, like, well.
1: I'm not good at being casually into something. I'm not either. Yeah,
0: so. and it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Because yeah, when you focus in on something, it's great. Right. But when you overextend, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you think that you can be great at really more than one thing at one time?
1: Um, I mean, my personal definition of great, I don't... I'm not sure that I will be able to be great at more than one thing at one time. Like, when I... When I was great at climbing, you know, when I was accomplishing the most things that I accomplished in climbing, that was definitely like, I I wasn't great at school. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like achieving what I would consider to be great in school. You know, like I was trying to get into vet school and I didn't get in. So in my mind, I was only really great at climbing at that time. I wasn't great at school. Um, Right now, (laughs) right now I don't know if I'm great at anything. I, right now, I, I'm that, like the, I would like see, to I think, think I'm just, kind of good yeah. at a couple of the things, but like I'm not climbing at the highest level anymore. I'm like this still climbing more pretty to well. Standards for yeah, yourself, I just though. well, and that's what I'm saying about like in the photography thing. I, I sometimes I have to step back and remember who I'm comparing myself to. Mm-hmm. So the people that I've that I compare myself to or have been doing it for a really long time, um, and they're really they're really great at it. So I sometimes I have to keep that in perspective. Like, who am I comparing myself to? Like,
0: and to be clear, you're yeah. still competing climbing. So it's I am not still like competing sometimes. A yeah, mediocre climber. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm I not mediocre. What you mean. But
1: like my, I guess in my definition of it, I'm not. I'm, I'm not climbing to my full potential. So, um, sometimes I think you know, and I'm not probably taking photos to my full potential. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, well, then I just need to focus all of my energy on this one single thing. But the times when I've just been climbing, I actually don't do that well because um, I don't have any balance. Yeah, I think you need a little yeah. bit of
0: distraction yep. in everything. Yep. Otherwise, you just get drained. Yeah, you, yeah. You for me, any, it's like, just like it's – There's no reset.
1: Well, right. And time is not as important then. Like when I was only climbing, time was – I could go climbing any time. It's like well, whatever. It puts
0: value on your yeah, time. You, you have to really be,
1: have to like prioritize things when you're.
0: It's meaningful when
1: time is more of a you know limited resource. So, um right now I'm like getting closer to the balance, but I don't think I'm climbing great. You know, I'm not like climbing as great as I have in the past, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> and um, but in climbing, I'm also typically comparing myself to like the young. Up and comers,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. I still am like around that competition scene. So there's you know like 16 year olds that I'm comparing myself to, like people who could be my children.
0: Well, yeah, and it's <laughs> tough when you're you know if you casually go to the bouldering gym in Boulder, that's a very right. different conversation than doing that elsewhere. Yeah, it's kind of a mecca for you know Colorado is a mecca for a lot of things, but yep. especially climbing. Um, yeah, it certainly it's, has its place.
1: Yeah, there's there's a pretty like strong community, and so. It's hard to just. It's hard. It's really hard for me to just like casually go in and climb and not feel competitive about it, not compare myself to how I used to be or like how I used to feel or how I used to perform.
0: Do you think Um, you could ever reach a place where you just casually boulder, like you go to the gym on the weekend maybe once, and you know you're not flashing everything in there?
1: Um, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I see glimpses of it now and like now and then. Um, I have days where where I feel like I'm not being too hard on myself with climbing. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually the more that I've, you know, sort of shift my focus and have more of the photography in my life, the better I feel about not letting climbing go, but making it, you know, not prioritizing my climbing fitness quite as much as I used to Um, just to have something else to go out and spend some time outside, you know, shooting is really, really nice. Well, when no, you have other
0: goals that you can yeah. kind of frame your success around, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to if you're just focused on climbing and then you're no longer, competing, yeah, and you're no longer competing, you're like, well, who like, am I yeah. if
1: I'm not a you know really high end competition climber? So I, yeah, I've had like this identity crisis, I guess, in the past couple of years, like dealing with that, and um, and I've actually had some like really good, a couple people have given me just good advice about that, you know, like you do just essentially just saying you're not just angie Payne the climber you're just like just be angie Payne and do whatever (laughs) do whatever the hell you want (laughs) but that's sort of hard when you attach your identity to one thing yeah it's easier said than done yeah
0: i mean it takes attaching your identity to one thing to perform like really
1: yeah to get to the place where like you feel like you're accomplishing what you can and like climbing to your potential but now i would really like to do that with photography
0: have you found your identity as a photographer yet or where you you Um, might want your identity as a photographer to be
1: i mean i think i'm i'm narrowing in on it but no i don't think so um i know what i really 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 love to shoot the most is nature and especially macro stuff i just love i just get lost in macro and that for me is like my that's my happy place or whatever people Mm -hmm. call it you know like i could run around and crawl well not run around essentially i'm <laughs> crawling around on the ground and i'm taking those photos like i could crawl around all day taking those photos but uh but i've been exploring everything
0: when you were climbing did your uh climbing buddies ever get frustrated by the fact that you're crawling around with your iphone trying to take <laughs> photos while they like, well, let's they're just like get hey to can the... you spot me come on yeah. get over
1: here um no i mean i think people laughed at it like you know, some people were like, oh, there she is again with her phone, taking those photos. It's like, <laughs> that's what I that's what I did. But no, I mean, nobody really gave me that, that much trouble about it. But a lot of time I was by myself, honestly. So, yeah. like, um, I used photography as a way to, like, force myself to rest in between attempts on this boulder problem that I tried for, like, three seasons. Mm-hmm. So, photography just became, like, my distraction from that. And a lot of times I was up there alone or with one other person. So there's nobody to make fun of me for anything. <laughs> there's just me to be my own harshest critic and, you know, be really hard on myself about not doing the boulder problem. And so then I would escape to taking photos and that would kind of take my mind off of it. So that's how it started really was all thanks to climbing. And then it kind of just built from there.
0: It's cool that it, slowly. it at least gave you an off ramp to do something yep. else. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of athletes, Don't have that. It's like there's no what next.
1: Yeah. And I mean, especially with climbing, it's really hard because a lot of times in the bigger sports, the what next is like commentating for the sport or Mm -hmm. doing something related to the sport. But climbing is still a pretty young sport and it's still relatively small. I mean, the outdoor industry in general is growing a lot, but it's hard to find like there aren't even that many people who make a living as professional climbers. Mm -hmm. And I never really made like a great living as just from climbing and there's there's just not a lot of people who do and then once you get to like what next it's like well i don't know i mean you can work for a climbing company i guess but that requires skills that yeah. like maybe you don't have you didn't develop yeah you like when you were just climbing so yeah it's been really awesome that the photography thing has sort of built because now i feel like i have another another realm that i can set goals in and accomplish goals and work towards something and like not just be climbing all the time.
0: Yeah. What's your next challenge for yourself as a photographer? Do you have one laid out or is it not concrete?
1: Um yeah, I mean somewhat. I'm working on working on it. I would really like to I mean, I guess my main goal is just to get more steady work and just fill my schedule more. Um but my personal goal is probably to get a lot better at my macro stuff. Just keep really working on the macro stuff so like saying yes to everything and trying out a lot of things and also really trying to perfect and hone in on this like one teeny little Mm -hmm. (laughs) teeny little part of photography which is what i did with climbing like bouldering is a tiny little niche thing in a bigger community and i think that's maybe who I, i don't know i just am inclined to do that so would love to just get a lot better at macro
0: have you ever shot film
1: um Actually, in eighth grade, I took a photography class and I shot. We had we just shot film, and I mean, God, I should have never stopped. Was, yeah, I look back I and too. I'm I like, oh my school. God, what was I doing? I should I have know. just kept doing it, but I didn't see photography as like a thing that I should be doing, so I didn't do it. And the the teacher actually was like, you should take photography too, and I remember thinking like, my parents are never going to go for that. I'm just gonna whatever, and then I didn't shoot film any after that. So, how do your I'm parents really feel about you climbing? um they were always really supportive of it but it took a while to get past the feeling like i wasn't doing what i was supposed to be doing kind Mm -hmm. of thing because i grew up in the midwest and there's like it's pretty traditional sort of like life structure and i was like veering sharp turn off of that path (laughs) so it took a while but they've always they've always been very supportive i think it was just me accepting for myself that like i'm not gonna live that traditional life mm-hmm. that a lot of that i saw around me growing up so it took getting comfortable with that for myself and they were always supportive um and they still are incredibly supportive of i mean this photography is the same thing i'm basically just like i'm just jumping like all right here i go hopefully the net will appear and this will work out um <laughs> You know, like I'm jumping from one pretty uncertain career, quote unquote, to like another difficult and uncertain career.
0: Yeah, certainty can be kind of a false trap though. Yeah, you and know, that's like, what I remind myself, like it's I mean, there's yeah. certainly uncertainty is nothing to like joke around about. <laughs> yeah, but like no, I know. the having, you know, following some discreet path yeah. is often just as uncertain. It just feels more comfortable. Yeah. Um yeah, but. definitely,
1: like, I, and sometimes, I mean, there's definitely days when I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why don't I just have a 9-to-5? But I've had a 9-to-5 in a world that I was pretty comfortable in, in the climbing world, and I wasn't really that happy with it, so I keep reminding myself, like, you just have to keep failing, like, just keep falling down, keep falling down, just keep getting back up, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask questions, like, it's it's pretty embarrassing for me sometimes to ask these people questions that are, like, pretty basic but then I remember like these stories that my friend told me and he's like, you know, he didn't even know what like the basic terms meant for like a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. He's like, there was like a point when I had to like ask somebody like about these things and it was really embarrassing. But it's like sometimes you just have to like ask the stupid questions that you think are stupid and just keep because everybody's been there. I just tr- always, no, I try absolutely. to remind myself like these people have been there at one time. They were there at some point. And so, and I, yeah, I'm just still there a lot of the time. <laughs> hey, something tells time me that I'm you could become like one of
0: the most successful nature slash macro <laughs> photographers and you'd still feel that way.
1: I think I will. Yeah. I mean, I've But got, that's kind of like way to what go, would make but... you
0: successful. Yeah. Is that I mean, always feeling like you need to, never being satisfied with where you're at?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm generally not very satisfied <laughs> with my progress in anything, so... <laughs> I'm sure I will. I mean, most days I wake up and I'm like, God, I hate all these photos. What the heck? And then I have to like step back and keep perspective. Like, okay, think of all the places you've been where you've taken these and like the progress you've made. Just like keep it in perspective. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do that and uh, just stumbling along.
0: That's good. That's great. It's been a
1: blast. It's been really, really fun. So I'm going to just keep doing that. You should. I think that's the best path to follow. Keep stumbling. Yeah. the whole way. Yeah. I think that's
0: honestly that should be more people's life goals: is just to keep. Yeah. Find something that they're comfortable failing at, and yeah. Do it. Over yeah, and over. like
1: somebody uh, told me this quote that it's uh, it took me ten years to become an overnight success. Uh huh. I was like, well, I like that. Yeah. That's good because you never see like the all the years that went into somebody's no. success when you just look at them. Like when I compare myself to like these really good photographers like well i wasn't there when they were fumbling around in their mm-hmm. first year you know but like they were no, absolutely. They were at there's, some point so like, a couple of the youtube that.
0: photographers have started yeah. doing like reacting to my first photos series where they like pull up their first photos and talk about them oh nice and it's, <laughs> it's awesome. like it's very refreshing because you do yeah. see you're like oh peter mckinnon like he wasn't always at the level yeah. he's at yeah. now and you know yeah. it's it's refreshing to see that. Yeah. Um. But so to wrap things up, we're, we have you listened to the Pop Culture Happy Hour NPR podcast?
1: Um. No. But I. But I'll put it on my list. I listen to podcasts when I run.
0: So. They. Uh, they do this thing at the end of their shows called "What's Making Us Happy." Um. So we're stealing that from them. Okay. Unapologetically.
1: So what's making me happy? Yeah. What's making you happy? What's making me happy? Week? Okay. It doesn't have to be photography,
0: climbing. It can be uh, anything. no!
1: Like. Okay, this week, well, coffee's always making me happy. Oh, always. Every morning. Yeah. Um, And beer. I'm pretty, like, traditional. Like, I like coffee and I like beer. It's <laughs> um, a good place to be. <laughs> those two things are making me happy this week. My cat, I'm obsessed with. He's making me pretty happy. It's just my boyfriend's out of town, so it's, like, me and my cat just hanging at home. Getting to know each other. Yeah, really bonding. He's making me very happy. And, um... Water droplets are always making me happy. Your Anytime I can find already, water droplets, yeah. I'm so happy. So yesterday I found some cool water droplets, so that made me happy this week.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I, f- I like the water droplets. I could see you out, like yeah. just carrying you know a, like a bucket around with a <laughs> clothes that you jerry rig <laughs> like so that you can spray things, things down. Like, water droplets everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet, but like you know.
0: It's once possible. the once the summer thunderstorms die off, you might know, have to.
1: I know. Oh Yeah, but then I'll be then I'll be in Patagonia freezing my butt off, and yeah, that should be awesome. There'll be snowflakes or something, <laughs> something else macro and and also very big, beautiful, beautiful things. I like those too.
0: Thanks for listening in. If you want to follow along with Angie, check out her Instagram at Angela Payne, A-N-G-E-L-A-P-A-Y-N-E. Be sure to follow shotzer Let us know what you think of Overexposed. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking with David Mendoza, a wedding photographer, Adrian Harold, a brand photographer, and Dave Lieski, an Instagram influencer and adventure photographer. Subscribe, do not miss out, and leave a rating letting us know what you think.